Hey everybody, this is Dave. Before we start this Geeky Topics Roundtable, I just want to open up with, uh, we make a lot of jokes about Kevin Smith uh, being on the show, and we recorded this before we heard about the massive heart attack that he had. So I just wanted to be clear, we're not making jokes out of bad taste. We wish him a speedy recovery. We're a small podcast, but we're not in the habit of uh, kicking anybody when they're down. So uh, Kevin, if you're listening, and I know you are, uh, we wish you well. Please get better. And then we'll have you on the show sometime in the future, if we have time. Anyways, enjoy. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Fanable.com Actual Play Podcast. I am Dave, and I'm going to be moderating another Geeky Topics Roundtable discussion here at Fanable.com. Yes! I am joined by the Dream Team once again. That is William, Angela, Daniel, and Jesus. And we are going to talk about the most pressing issues that we have gathered uh, from our Patreon donors and our own disturbed minds. Great. And Mm -hmm. uh, just so you know, we will be getting a special guest, uh, Kevin Smith. He's on his way. (laughs) On his way. Yeah, I understand he's taking a little trouble trouble at the BQE, but uh, he should be... Uh, on his way here. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, no problem. Um, and it's super easy to get to Queens, so Kevin, that should be no problem. <laughs> yeah, well, we can start with Adam, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He no, will. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll come in when he comes in. I mean, he has to understand who people are co- like uh, who are listening in on. They're listening for us, and yeah. it's kind of like a nice bonus. He's a cherry right. on top. Right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. Uh, this is the first recording for 2018 proper. Our last one was on the cusp of 2018, uh, near the eve of 2018. We were so innocent then. <laughs> uh, so we've got a couple of questions, but most notably. Uh, most notably, it's a, it's a numeric one that mm-hmm. somebody is, has cracked for us. A listener has crunched the numbers. But before we get into that, how's everybody doing tonight? All right. I still live. <laughs> <laughs> I prosper. <laughs> Why are you guys Warcraft characters that I just made? <laughs> I still live. Zog, I, zog. I prosper. <laughs> zog, zog. What is that? Zog, We're zog. under attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are you now a Sip? <laughs> <laughs> I actually just watched a video that said that that was made up on the spot by voice actors um, and that uh, they called it Simish. That's the name of the language. Um, So yeah, nice work. Nice work, Sim people, because that shit is so addictive to listen to. Um, And I would totally speak Simish, which is just like, it's just onomatopoeia. And then apparently a picture of a boat or some shit appears above a person. Okay. I think we all just should just do this entire GTRT and Simish. Our Patreon goes to zero. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean it goes to (laughs) Hubby? Where is the pole ladder? Uh, it is my kitchen. I have a fire alarm. <laughs> my child is evil. Look, a clown. <laughs> yes. All right. So there's our question, I think, for the GTRT. What are the basic uh, statements that are in the English to Simish uh, 101 oh. textbook? You know, what's the equivalent of where is the library? Yeah, exactly. Or so where- in, in Simish, you're pressing questions if you are traveling to Simland. Exactly. Where is the pool ladder? Where is the American embassy? <laughs> what happens to the time is a factor? What happens to the door in the bathroom? I seem to be stuck. <laughs> Firecrackers in the house? Okay. <laughs> I was hungry, but then I shit my pants. 
I'll leave my baby here. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, just shout out, just uh, chime in uh, in the uh, in the comments below with uh, what are the uh, what are the basic sentences in the English to Simish uh, guide. Oh, oh boy, our created cre- our creator made a mod to do what? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah it gets real dark. <laughs> what? I've seen things. I love that there's a Cenobite mod for The Sims. Like what? <laughs> that's, that, that's mild. Yeah, that's that is what? mild. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, speaking uh, speaking of, of of frightening things mm. that we have uh, that people have created, uh, a listener has crunched the numbers and has realized that we all told have made 500 episodes. So this is GTRT, Solo Shot, Numenera, like any recorded thing, we've done 500 of them. That mm-hmm. makes this 501. Yeah. This is our 501st episode on mic, mm. uh, ever. Um, uh, I can only assume like a dozen of those in the dark times before well, I arrived. Well, let's not forget that like 20 of them, uh, we, we do have 20 lost episodes that we don't talk about. Yeah. 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 Oh, 100 With Keith. Keith was good. Uh, Until yeah. the end. Yeah, he was. Until the end. Yeah. Anyways, let's go on. So <laughs> yeah. for now, 500 with us yeah. and David will catch up eventually. No one found it, right? Yeah. No, in fact, no, no. Keith is. Uh, we do record. <laughs> we do record next to train tracks. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. We're we're never so never at a loss of where to put our old members. So five, memories. So memories. memories. Like the corner of my mind. Get a trash bag. Memories. <laughs> so five hundred episodes, huh? Yeah, five hundred episodes. Wow. Uh, I mean, like, holy shit. Why uh, do I feel like we we should cheer there or take a shot? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, and so we've done. Why not both? <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Wrong shot, David. <laughs> All right, put him in the trash bag. <laughs> put him next to Keith. <laughs> Look, he never it's been a good run. Yeah. New memories. <laughs> <laughs> This is why we've got Tex on deck. <laughs> got to Jesus just drinking at the end of a lonely bar. Memories. <laughs> All right. Grave digging memories. <laughs> I love it's just a dirty, like, it's just a dirty uh, shovel next to all of the umbrellas in the front. <laughs> Yeah, that's why we never have uh, you know guests come over to to our place because we tried, but every time we tell them it's by the old train tracks, <laughs> they, cut, they back out at the last moment. Yeah, except, except for, for Kevin. Yeah, Kevin's, Kevin's on his yeah. way. Kevin Definitely. Smith. Yep, Kevin is on his way. Uh, so in 500 episodes, y'all, uh, we've gone from uh, gone from a bunch of different uh, scenarios into a bunch of different unique settings. Uh, we've encountered countless rules that we totally understand mm-hmm. and have discarded some games while doubling down on some others. Looking back on everything that we've played, uh, do you have a favorite game? that we've played now obviously 500 is a lot to remember but i think that we can kind of accurately remember all of the games we've played uh, aside from the small one-offs um for instance i think we can all agree that we miss warhammer 40k near and dear. <laughs> yep every damn day oh, every, every day, day. Yeah, every exactly. 99 days um, uh yeah so 
So do you have a favorite? It can be one that you ran or one that you played mm -hmm. or like maybe one we like straight up never went back to, but we had a lot of fun with. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we've had a couple of those that I remember. I mean, Blockbuster Showdown oh, was, that was a really good one. Tabletop Blockbuster. A table, oh, sorry, God, Tabletop yeah. Blockbuster. Yeah. That was good. Uh, that was only a one-off. And I just think it was – it wasn't because of the system. The system wasn't – the system did a good job at not slowing us down. It didn't really add much to it. Well, it was but, also – it was a play test. It, it was that a was... play test. It was a play test. But it just allowed us to get goofy, mm -hmm. which – I guess that's exactly what you want from a system. So it was a one shot. We had a great time. I never really want to return to it, mm -hmm. but I had a great time with that. Um, I think the one that I miss that it was like one of the, it was one of those episodes, I think, um, or one of those C series, one of those play ga games that we played that I could actually see as a TV show was, um, and I think it is a TV show almost gods, um, part-time gods, part-time mm -hmm. gods. It's kind of like what they're doing mm -hmm. on, what's it called? American gods. American, American gods. gods. Yeah. Yep. I like part-time gods and I thought our characters meshed well together. Mm -hmm. um, so occasionally I'll find myself missing it. Yep. I think the problem was we definitely did not like the system they used, mm -hmm. but now that they moved to the part-time gods of fate and we've mm -hmm. tried that, we loved mm -hmm. that. That was like Part-Time Gods is the perfect game for mm -hmm. Fate. It almost feels like Fate was actually designed for Part-Time Gods. I mean, something we could return to. We could, too. Yeah, yeah, but definitely. we wouldn't want to go back to the character. We wouldn't grab the characters that we want. We would, I, I think, new, you want to create new ones? I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. It's like If we were to return, we would create new ones. Yeah, but yeah. Mine as well, just because I barely remember. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. But it was a good... It was a good um, it was a good setting, and I always appreciate that. Yeah. So for me, part-time gods is the one that I look back to, and it's like, oh yeah, it was. It was almost close to being a permanent fixture with us. Mm -hmm. It just, it, I think it would have been a permanent fixture if it had remained. If we had started with fate, yeah, yeah, and also uh, it came at a certain time where we were saturated with games, and I believe yeah. this is before we started streamlining yeah. who was storytelling, what games we were playing, mm -hmm. stuff like that. We were just all over the place at that mm -hmm. point. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I. I got so many games. Um, well, games that we've played as a favorite, that's really hard. I'm, I'm coming up blank with absolute fit. Like there's nothing I'm chomping at the bit to ever play with us. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I like the D and D that we ran with Billy's, mm -hmm. uh, with Billy's game only because it was so unique. It was so in very unique and made D and D fun and mm -hmm. like interesting and, and, uh, wondrous again. Like there was never a moment where I'm going to be like, oh, it's a gelatinous cube. It's uh, this much HP. And like, mm -hmm. okay, this is going to be its AC. And stuff. Like there was never a moment where that was the aspect. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, the the games where we kind of uh, retcon these, uh, the, the background, the, mm -hmm. the story, and then use a system that we all like. I've always mm -hmm. really enjoyed those, uh, those types of games. Um, and I feel like, uh, God, I don't know anybody. It's like yeah, I've, I've got. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I, I absolutely know my exact favorite episode of Fandible, and it's uh, End of the World, No Room in Hell, which is when we did the Romero style zombies mm -hmm. because. Uh, so End of the World is set up to be a horror game. And when I run it, it actually I realize that it actually ends up being more of a disaster movie game because you guys are so ridiculous and over the top. It's often not all that scary. I think we often have really good moments, but the overall feel is just let's watch and see how these four assholes <laughs> get shit wrecked. Uh, whereas with No Room in Hell, that was the episode that had a really strong relationship between Jerry and Jan, uh, Janine. Uh, like Janine had been introduced previously and was introduced as a, a crush, but 
that relationship actually went somewhere in that episode. Uh, Jesus, you had, I I remember very distinctly, there was this great moment um, with you and your boss at the Mm -hmm. store. Uh, And people were starting to joke, and I was like, no, guys, this is a really good moment. And everybody immediately backed off. Mm -hmm. And so the last 20 minutes or so of that session was it just like sinking in for everybody. We are trapped. Everybody we know is dead. The people that are here with us are dying because Janine was dying and and uh, uh, Kevin had been infected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it I think was just one got bit too. One yeah, of the other yeah, women. Yeah. So it was just. Uh, I think it was a really, really great example of what that system is capable of in terms of dramatics, and I think it was one of the best episode. Like. Best can be a judge on so many different uh, uh, axes because obviously, if you're here for the comedy, that is not going to be your favorite episode. But if you want drama, if you want pathos, no room in hell. Absolutely. Yeah. On the, on the other side, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Well, for me personally, like I have two answers to this question. The first one, my favorite game to run, has been on Hollow Metropolis because of well, a thing that flew by. Uh, that was Ghost Rider. He was like, <laughs> um, I agree. So my favorite game uh, to run is on Hollow Metropolis because I, all my games, I think I'm the most creative in that particular game. I love building up on histories of that were, of that time of Victorian times, create uh, basically unique creatures and monsters and countries that, that to have you guys face. And you just have mo- wonderful, interesting characters for me to mess with. But my favorite game to play, my favorite character to play is Granik from your Shadowrun game. Uh, David. Oh, yeah? Mainly, it's just something about the character is just fun to me. Just fun to mess around with a angry little dwarven man who occasionally works magic. Yeah, I, I think it's. I think you like him because it's a. You have to because of the games you play. You have to try to stay on topic and mm-hmm. and jump around for a bunch of different uh, agendas. Mm-hmm. Whereas Gronik is inherently agendaless. <laughs> yeah. and is incredibly powerful. Yeah, like it's not like there's a moment where you're like, oh, I don't give a shit, but I have to give a shit because mm-hmm. everything can affect me. You're like, no, I'm. Literally one of the only people in the world who can do what I did. Um, and all your characters are like that, but I understand I understand the appeal there. I uh, personally, the, the game that I think of when I think of like how like how the the um, the the needle went 100 percent out to the other side when it came to fun was the superhero uh, was the superhero um, uh, fiasco game. Oh God! Yeah. No, I don't. Dan, I don't know. Yeah, if I wasn't part there. of that. Yeah, I wasn't part of that. Uh, Which is a big fan part of why it was so fun. Yeah, no, no. I think you would absolutely would have have added beautifully to the special recipe that was that that game with great power, right? With great yes. power. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. I was your yeah. wife. <laughs> yep. I was. I played oh right, and yes. Were we sisters. Yeah. We were sisters. Yes. You were yeah. a stripper. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was an ultra uh, conservative superhero. <laughs> oh, you were very conservative. That's right, like Fox. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and there was a point where. Angela dressed up as Billy's character, and then Jesus' character walked in. It was a my character's apartment, so it looked like I, my character was sleeping with Jesus's wife, and he became uh, super conservative Iron Man and started attacking the NYPD. Look, it, it makes a lot more sense if you just listen to it. And that was really? with the one mic. Does it really? Yeah. Uh, well, that, that was with a that big was- Tony or... Uh, yeah. Al or oh, the Magic the Gathering oh, uh, mobster. Yeah, yeah mobster. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah Tony yep. the mobster. I, I was a part of the game, but it's one of the few episodes of ours that I've actually listened to. Yeah, yeah, that was a yeah good I one. would, I, I would love to return to Fiasco 
um, because of, I think, for the same reason that you love playing Gronik. It's disposable. It's supposed to be fun. (laughs) It has its moments of being dark. But also, there's no... There are the only rule is to tell a fun like uh, like uh, criminal story, mm-hmm. um, and you can apply that to any different situation. But also because you can't die in this story, because then even if you all agree like okay this character dies, then you just do flashbacks. Like you're mm-hmm. never sitting around. Um, I, I absolutely love with great power. Uh, it's it's one of our single mic games. Not great, but go and listen to it. I'm having a fucking mm-hmm. blast during that game. <laughs> Um, Dan, what about you? Do you have one? Uh, I've got three answers, actually. So first oh. of all, the... the, the, the Overachiever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the kind of silly answers. I kind of miss... Uh, I, I, you said at the beginning, like, uh, 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 Warhammer 40K. I actually kind of miss Rogue Trader a little. Ah. Well, considering oh, okay. it was your story. Yeah, it was my story, <laughs> and I got to be a fucking badass captain with, like, two, de- two, two demon swords. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, not just one. Uh, yeah. So I kind of I kind of miss being uh, Captain Awesome Pants. Yep. But that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we... I think Rogue Trader would have remained a current game but the problem was we started out playing it nothing but rogue trader yep, yeah so we had so much time with rogue trader we got tired of it if mm. we started rogue trader again we could pop i don't think it would be that bad that's not me saying <laughs> yeah let's we're not gonna do that no no but, there's there was yeah. always dark, uh wrath and fear just coming out soon what the hell's that it's the newest warhammer 40k game coming out well the thing RPG. is if we ever did yeah. war uh, just real quick if we ever did rogue trader again we would we have more online savvy now than we did back then. I think that we would have to, honestly, we'd have to put up the stats for the ship and then we'd have to alter the stats for the ship after every game. So like it would be on Jesus, but like you could go to Rogue Trader and then click on uh, the Rogue Trader uh, Shadow Labyrinth, was it? Yes. The Shadow Shadow Labyrinth, like the guide to the Shadow Labyrinth and we'd have a funny video with a voiceover like, welcome to the Shadow Labyrinth. That would be hilarious. That is never going to happen because I really don't want to do that. <laughs> Neither do we. I mean, we didn't know. want to, and all we had to do was role play. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so Rogue Trader. Right, so that, that's kind of like yeah. So, but my favorite game as a player uh, is definitely Unhallowed. Uh, yeah, because I think that's the first sort of that was the closest thing I think to our first real long term after like Rogue Trader. Mm-hmm. Like see, yeah, yeah, and and it was. It was the first game that I think we all really went all in on creating characters and giving them backstories and those backstories growing and evolving. And, and like, you know, the game wasn't just like, y'all meet at a pub and, uh, and go to a dungeon and, you know, kill some things. Like, no, there, there were these characters all with their different stories. And that's a, a lot of that is on Jesus, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, basically like, you know, creating this intermeshed world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that was like, you know, started was one of our first and still is one of our best, mm-hmm. uh, sort of like worlds that, that we've, uh, created, uh, not, not created the, you know, the world, you know, no, the, the game, but mm-hmm. like the, our characters, yes. like that, that mm-hmm. story that we've created. Well, I think we've taken a lot of lessons also from Rogue Trader. I'm uh, not sorry, uh, from Unhallowed Metropolis because that was the first time we realized like, oh, we didn't like, we didn't try to figure out a way to how to make sure like, Everybody in the group was like tied together, mm-hmm. but you made sure like, okay, Billy and Angela, your characters are very tied together. David and Dan, your characters are really tied together. And we gave a loose thread for Byron and the doctor mm-hmm. so we can come together. But it, it, it always felt like, okay, when the doctor and, uh, and, uh, yeah, each, each character had their own story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Marcus and, and, and the doctor walked away and did their own thing. It was yeah. totally, it made so much sense. Yeah. It didn't feel like we were splitting the party. It was just, it always felt like instead of splitting the party, it was, coming together to make right, the party right. occasionally mm-hmm. and then we would split off again and have a two-person team which was always great yep and then finally as a gm my favorite game to run has been the uh the god machine uh, uh yeah. mortals game mm-hmm. like that one yeah. was it was several sessions it was it got all kinds of crazy that was uh, fun. Yeah, but it's still fun. like you know i was able to like 
it was it was a like this cosmic story that we were able to actually go through from beginning just people finding out something weird all the way up to literally going face to face with God. Mm-hmm. Time and yeah. yeah. God was a dick, by the way. Yeah. God was a yeah. little bit of a dick. <laughs> you know what also one thing we haven't mentioned, I think we are gonna nod our head. Like I think the funniest, like uh, Rogue, uh, I, I like I like Unhollowed Metropolis because we are funny, but we're also serious and it's very. But I think the time when we're looking for a long term game that we are all hilarious and on point is Hollow Earth. Like mm-hmm. I think the oh, Hollow yeah. Earth episode when we go to the pirate town oh, is the most <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> And like lose your faith in these people as intellectuals you'll ever get. I remember like no, my no, favorite no, no. Uh, my favorite part was when David like we were walking out and Angela's like yeah these guys are walking around with suits and they have like they have buying land cases and David's like Billy uh, or what's Jack I think yeah. I know what's going on here I'm like lawyers he's like I know lawyers there's a city of lo-. like you threw so many clues this was mafia but we were so convinced <laughs> yep. that some law fucking boat yep. sank with lawyers and they took over an island yep. the the episode episode that you lose faith in you guys as intellectual titans is actually two episodes before that it's the uh the town where all the women have been kidnapped and oh. you guys walk into the blacksmith shop and demand the radio despite the npc saying five fucking times the radio doesn't work <laughs> well, and that okay. is when you begin the but, epic quest for well, names. I just want to point out I'm a scientist I was pointing out like, I want to point out we didn't want the radio <laughs> the doctor said I don't care I think he said like, well the radio doesn't work and you're like well for your simple mind it doesn't for me I can fix anything and we're like oh wow we still thought the doctor was actually useful then this was a, <laughs> remember, this we was, figured yeah. out he didn't have academics yeah, yeah. then we figured out that fucker never had academics <laughs> y'all, were, y'all were a real brain trust before I showed up <laughs> yeah, yeah we, and then that was the quest for nails where yep. we never got those fucking nails nope. yep. we always regret that always. if we ever make a game like a large like giant uh, RPG game there will be a hidden like quest <laughs> line for nails yeah, it'll never go anywhere yep. nails no, and well, there'll only be 39 nails and you need yep. 40 yeah, you need 40 and they'll always wonder like where's the 40th one it's like well no one's found it yet <laughs> the truth is like it's not there the nail is inside your heart the entire time <laughs> <laughs> that's that is amazing mm-hmm. alright so a follow up question to that you guys uh, you all is uh, with all the characters that we've played, what would you change about any of your characters that you have played thus far? Is there something that you've done where you start playing the character and then you thought like, ah, God, you know, that's an angle I, I, I should have gone with. Like, uh, like oh, I should have. Like tra- give your professor character academics. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. he was perfect the way he was. Yep. No, okay, no. first off, no. <laughs> that man was not perfect. <laughs> That man was a study. He was a petri dish of problems. Um, he was his own experiment. No, no, no. Um, uh, so, for instance, I'll start. I would change. Uh, uh, so, in uh, the game of uh, not on Hell Metropolis of Rotted Capes, uh, the superhero zombie film uh, game. Excuse me. Uh, I play. Uh, I play Shepard Clearwater, who's a religious fanatic, who's also like Iron Man mixed with uh, the Punisher. When I introduced him, I put a lot of you know backstory into how terrifying he is how he's basically a murderer of quote-unquote bad mutants um but really just a murderer um i would have changed his aesthetic so that when he entered he wasn't just in this power armor but he would have been uh clothed head to foot wrapped in um in cloth like in uh, monastic cloth and then all over his body would be jingling different crosses and religious iconography and he would not speak he would only speak in, um, and I would. He would only speak in uh, uh, sign language, and I would have 
I would have told Jesus this ahead of time so he could throw in that uh, that uh, what's his name Anthony or whatever? Andrew Weston Andrew Weston the the human supremacist that his people are slowly learning sign language so when I showed up I would just like put my weapon aside and then only sign to him mm-hmm. because he took a, a vow of silence yeah that sounds like a great idea for an audio podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly no but part of the arc would be him breaking that vow of silence yeah. mm-hmm. but I would absolutely I, I would have geared him towards aesthetically he would act ap- absolutely be Jason Voorhees. He would be Michael Myers. He would be uh, the the axe murderer from My Bloody Valentine. Like just seeing him and the way that he works and things that he does was not just frightening, but alien and monstrous and the desperation that would be necessary to be like, yeah, we're going to ask for this guy's help. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that'd be interesting to see, but I really like, I really like how Shepard has like his first arrival how he reacted because you didn't talk that much, but when you did, it was always just kind of, it, it was the little things I liked about him. So I would miss that. I would miss all the little things that we, you have established about him uh, prior. I mean, I see your point. Um, it's just kind of like, I wouldn't know how I can't visualize that being better than what you've done already with him, which I think is an amazing character. Thank you. Uh, so yeah. that, that'd be my statement. Oh, I think that. the arc would have been remarkably similar. I just think that the drop off to that arc would have been harsher. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, but anyway, so, so off the top of my head, that's, that's what I would have changed. I would have changed that long-term character. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about, what about you all? Like, so we've all played long-term yeah, characters. I have a f- uh, going back on Roddy Capes, I guess, if we're going to do that. Um, I would have done a little bit more research on alcoholism. So I, I'm starting to touch on that where my character does drink a lot and does kind of have some issues. And I think I was, I stumbled into that very, in the very beginning, but I never really came into that with a clear understanding of like, what that really means to be someone who is trying to drink away his problems and tried to do the right thing. But, you know, I, I, I came in thinking with the idea of like, would it be cool if, um, I wonder twin lost his, most of his powers because his, his sister is a zombie super Z now. Um, and that was kind of it. And from there I stumbled along. I was like, Oh, he's, Oh yeah. He's probably dealing with depression. So I need to deal with that right now. But it was, I think we, I, if I planned it better, I could have really gotten a little, a little bit more juicier. Uh, you, you got, you, you could see a lot more problems behind uh, him. Yeah, and also work on the mask a little bit of like I'm okay. So that, that's that would be uh, one of mine, I guess. And I would also, uh, in our honor and intrigue, I wouldn't have given my captain French accent. <laughs> French honor and intrigue was yeah. fun. Uh, you know what? That was yeah. like 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 I will. I have like nightmares of doing accents in front of you now because of honor and intrigue, and that was like five years ago because I you- couldn't because I practiced for two weeks. And I'm like I got this, and as soon as I got here, I was just. Done. <laughs> I think one person did it, and like you might have done a British accent, yep. and that was just like, <laughs> like slammed me into the ground. I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> I will never do like a French accent now because French of that. is super hard. It's mm-hmm. super hard, and you swung for the fences, man. H- hold your head high because oh, like God. nobody <laughs> else. We literally stopped playing that game because I asked Jesus, like, I don't want to play anymore because I don't want to do the accent. <laughs> like, yeah. if anybody liked Honor and Intrigue and where it was going, and we liked the system. Yep. I remember mm-hmm. us saying like, it's this is really a cool. really yeah, great system. That we stopped that because of my <laughs> accent. Yeah, nothing a conk on the head and a sudden change of personality. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so. I should have. Billy's fear of the French accent is so pervasive that um, I was asked to do a guest voice for uh, the Redemption podcast, and it was a character from Star Wars Rebels canon. I was like, "All right, I'm going to load up some YouTube clips, see how this woman talks." Fuck, she's got a French accent. <laughs> 
And I was like, all right, I've got 10 minutes. <laughs> and I told her, I was like, just give up. No, just go, go. We'll, we'll run away together. So you became Finn. <laughs> you would fend for a French accent. Mm. You can't do a French accent. There is no fighting the French accent. <laughs> you only run from the French accent. <laughs> and say wee, wee, wee all the way home. Anyway. So for me, this is uh, uh, actually a character that if and when we go back to the game, I will change. Uh, it's from... And, Dan knows this because I've talked. I talked about this at the last time we played Demon, yeah. where I created a character to be a tank. And guess what? Game never requires anybody to get their ass beat, other than Joe. Uh, <laughs> but even I recognize limits to my power. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just uh, the 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 game just went kind of in a different direction. Yep. It went much more intriguey, which is yep. totally cool, uh, and just wasn't where my head was when I was making the character. So it's like, all right. This character is getting revamped, is getting written out for somebody new please because... Don't, please don't write her out. I just got done making that graphic for her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just because it's like her skill set literally never, ever comes up. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a toughie when you make a character um, under a certain auspice. And then it and turns also, out. also, it's just kind of like this is this is role playing. Like the uh, the stereotype of, of role playing characters is murder hobos. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was yeah. totally set up to be a, a not a murder hobo because she is a proper homemaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the murder part was supposed to be real easy. And it's like, <laughs> wait, we're playing the game where you don't murder. What? Uh, also yeah. known as like when you play one of my games and you guys are like I'm a philosophy major, so I got five points in philosophy. <laughs> I'm like, you'll never fucking use that skill. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, now you all, now you all, now you all know what to go into when you're like playing games. You're like athletics, athletics just athletics, athletics, athletics like and all of the different merits that tie into athletics. I'm getting better. I got David better. and I were maxing out on parkour for a while. <laughs> we were super one of into the first that time where we didn't cite uh, Dick and or niche stepping. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for those of you wondering what we're talking about, Billy has a wonderful post on the blog uh, about niche stepping, which is basically where two stuffing. Niche stuffing, mm-hmm. uh, where basically two characters kind of occupy each other's, uh, like niche. They're mm-hmm. the thing they do. And that game where, uh, Angela and I p- both played parkour people, mm-hmm. we never once did we say like, okay, one of us has to be the parkour person. We were like giving each other tips. <laughs> we were like, hey, if you up your athletics by one, you can do this wall run thing, but he'll never catch us. <laughs> you were the prisoner. You yeah, were a prisoner. A, yeah. And yep. Angela was a stunt double. Correct. That was a good yep. game. Yeah. That was a good game. The, the shuffling. The, the shambling. The sh- Shuffling. Shuffling. Yeah, as I say, wait, are we doing Star Wars now? Nice. Nice. That's a good one. Go, go ahead. For me, it's Granik. Like, I. Go back to the professor. At least say, give him academics. No. Give him academics. Give him academics. He never needed. He printed out that goddamn PhD. He's fine. No <laughs> the academics was in his heart with he, the nails he, the entire time. He made time. a printer to print out his PhD. Was that also made out of poop? <laughs> Remember the glasses? That was not one of my best moments. Okay, go on. Actually, you know on. what? Now that I think about it, that's actually a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that moment was when I realized the ridiculous, ridiculousness of the doctor reached a crescendo, I think is the proper term. What moment? Uh, when the doctor, in his and wisdom, this is in this, hex, right? In hex, yeah. yeah. Okay. Where he decided to try to make fancy glasses using horse poop, and I realized <laughs> I am out of ideas with this character because <laughs> I don't. Okay, never mind Granite because Granite at least has some emotions. Uh, the doctor 
I never built. I built him as a ridiculous character like Granik, but Granik has grown into an interesting, more interesting. Well, mission character. accomplished, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Granik has more, grown into a more interesting character, and I actually talked with David about about his background, about what type of person, why he became the person he is. Mm-hmm. With the Doctor, there was never that discussion. Every time I was just trying to top myself with being just more ridiculous, more stupid, and it reached a point with horse poo. I'm like. What the fuck am I doing? That, that was the sh- one and only time that I've gone to a player. Yeah. Like the next time we were playing, I was just like, so this happened last time. Yeah. Um, how are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really was like, so how are we still <laughs> feeling about this? Because I, I offered you, I was like, we can write this guy out. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. Because you honest. played Hakeem like really, like you played Hakeem for a little while before the professor. And yeah. You were like really into that. Like yeah, you yeah. had some really great lines. And honestly, like think. I guess I was stubborn about that character because just he was fair. so funny. He was funny. He was so yeah. funny. I, just, I wanted to make it work, but in hindsight, thinking back, maybe I should have just well, killed the I professor think we off. Approach, I think we approached the game. I think we all kind of approached the game differently. Like, mm-hmm. you went ridiculous. David went pure pulp. Like, 100, like Zap is 100% pulp, pulp, yep. pulp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went mummy, like the mummy where kind of pulp, kind of Indiana yep. Jonesy. But we all had, and then uh, you were. I went full romance novel. <laughs> full romance novel, exactly. On top like, of a horse, hair whipping. But also, but like, we all kind of. Oh, no, I was going to say full romance novel, but also, like, your character was very meta in the fact that he was a director, but yep. you showed uh, genre savviness yeah, at there every was. turn. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're like, oh, no, I've seen this movie. It was yeah, it's garbage. Like, so so uh, Zap was pure pulp. And didn't know he was in a pulp story. Exactly. Whereas Lamont Grover is very pulpy himself and, he, he and knows it. Yeah. And he's like, oh no. Yeah, yeah. I've seen this movie as the, the yeah. perfect example. So we all came in together and we made it work for a while, but we definitely started butting heads on how we wanted to do things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it was just like the professor. I was kidding about the academic thing. No, no, it's really kidding. But I think he that, never needed it. I though. think that was a, something else we learned uh, later on is we all kind of realize that we have to agree on how our characters approach a setting. Like mm-hmm. we all know part-time gods was going to be kind of goofy and fun. And so we made characters that reflect that. And same with Unhallowed Metropolis. It is a kind of a serious game where we can have outlandish moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Hex, we all went in with completely different ideas of what yeah. pulp meant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I will I will say this: um, the poop glasses uh, thing mm-hmm. uh, is straight up uh, 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 King's Quest. Yeah. Uh, it's like one of those point and click adventures from the nineties. We were like poop kiln glasses. <laughs> How the fuck was I supposed to know I needed shit for literal shit for glasses? Oh, now I can open up the tower. Great, thanks. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. It was a throwback. Yeah, that was, that was the intention the entire time. Yep. Didn't need academics for that, did I? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but, but. For me, I think, honestly, Cohen from The Long Shot, uh, he's... We we built a great story around him and around the the, the base concept of what he is, um, and and the party certainly needs a healer. Uh, so no, I'm happy with him. As I don't know he, what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm happy with him as he's turned out. But I do kind of wish I could go back and because I wanted to have that base story of he was basically, you know, a monster trying to become human right. or, or or a monster trying to understand himself uh, in as part of this world rather than just be the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the base concept that I wanted to do. I kind of wish I had spent more time within the system trying to find a, a way to do it that wouldn't leave my character completely gimped in the like stats. <laughs> and the very, oh, yeah. In the very beginning when you're like. Yeah. What's your what's your special abilities? I could turn into a murderer 
that will not kill you. Yeah, not a very good murderer. <laughs> yeah, either. no, that's like, the thing. It's like I literally picked like you know I made a wizard and then I picked the uh, um, barbarian like, prestige <laughs> class. I still use the wizard hit dice <laughs> and the wizard attack rolls, yep. but I technically have barbarian uh, yeah. abilities. I think in the beginning you're like because we always we always upped how dangerous you were because uh, mm-hmm. like at one point I was like how much uh, like when you beast out like what's your strength at and you're like twelve and I'm like I'm yeah. eighteen like yeah, exactly. why, why when am I, I freaked I, out about this? Yeah, he was so base. You know, his base build was so weak that mm-hmm. that the the ability that would have turned him into a monster. You turned him into average, yeah. into an okay yeah. fighter. You took to like you went from a chihuahua to like a Labrador. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of dangerous, yeah. but you're not like a freaking like yeah. Beethoven yeah. dog, Saint Bernard. So basically, we came story wise like whenever he got char- he changed an outside power gave him his strength. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I like how we changed it. To, like, yeah, no, I exactly. Like how you we, no, that. It, it's it's led into a good story in the end mm-hmm. and and everything. Uh, but yeah, I do kind of wish that uh, that I hadn't. I'd give it a little bit more thought systems wise, so as not to produce such a initially gimped character. So, has your initial story changed? Because you said you were initially it was going to be uh, from a monster maybe trying to become human. Now it's more like a monster accepting himself, right? No, no, yeah, his story has definitely evolved as okay. as it's gone. Yeah, so. cool. yeah, I think that uh, what's I would have understood Cohen a lot more as a player uh, if uh, if I I had this realization about your character uh, a little while ago, which is you're playing an enemy monster mm-hmm. you're playing like inuyasha like you're like yep. in anime and like in, in like uh japanese like manga and shit like the monster in in western stories the monster's always yearning to be like the humans whereas in anime it's like no being a monster's dope <laughs> yeah like we are running we are crushing it right now do you see how far i jump yeah exactly <laughs> like humans have tanks but that took you like a couple thousand years like I was born with this shit. Yeah, I was born with this. I was like jumping in out of people's consciousness. I'm a cat person. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's Newman (laughs) now. Exactly. So I I would have understood uh, Cohen a lot more. And I think stat-wise, you would have made a lot more sense if you had kind of like announced at the beginning. Because I think we would have been able to help you like build this. Um, Like, yeah, I'm basically playing a demon. Mm. And it's up in the air whether or not he's going to find anything wrong with being a demon. You're not going to wind up being like, yeah, I love being a like psychopath that kills people. Mm -hmm. But like, there's, and it gets back to a game like uh, Kindred of the East by White Wolf, um, where it's like, it's not about uh, ascending to humanism or being human, but like just understanding that you as a monster have a place and finding uh, a calm and a purpose yeah. in that. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you're a monster 24 right. seven. It just means you've got your niche. Yeah. I think, I think the, like what, what is, what is Cohen? He is a, he's a nano. No, he's a no, nano no. who howls. He's at a the, weird nano who howls yeah. at the moon I think weird, and performs yeah, yeah. miracles. The weird is the perfect thing for you. That comes but I, wildly I handy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I would have gotten rid of, um, the house of the moon. I would have given you something else that just kind of made yeah, no, exactly. That's yeah, really that's, what that's, I would, that's wish. That's the one that like find a way to, to still have that same base story, but with a, a descriptor well, that 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 again doesn't leave him completely gimped we, to the beginning. We, we did remember we found one where you basically are a controlled lycanthrope. Yeah, um, and you're like, oh shit, that would have that that yeah, that would have been so much better. But we had been playing for like a couple of months. What by was the anyway. controlled lycanthrope? Uh, uh, destroys, I think, or something. No, like that. it's it's instead of how's at the moon, it's like that uh, that grows to a beast or something, yeah, something like, like that. that. Like there's one that basically gives you a transformation with control. Yeah, but at the, at the end of the day, like you know, like we turned it into a good story. The fact mm-hmm. that it is out of his control and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be but, kind of a cool idea. Like if 
Like now yeah. that Cohen is getting close to yeah. kind of understanding him, and he's no longer controlled by this crazy entity. That might be something yeah. that we Actually, revert. Yeah, when you get a chance, like show yeah, me that. We'll, we'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. Cohen can... has the most uh, palpable has the has the best in narrative reason to change his focus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so I totally I totally understand with Cohen uh, your uh, your frustrations mm-hmm. with that one. But uh, yeah, the weird thing mm-hmm. and uh, the nano part has been working just fine with yeah. you. Yeah. So the next couple of questions are going to be from our lovely Patreon listeners. Patreon listeners, thank you very much. And as a reminder, if you become a Patreon uh, 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 donator, subscriber, supporter, uh, supporter, then you can uh, then you get access to our. Uh, various Patreon uh, uh, channels on what's it Chrome Discord Discord Discord. Sorry, I don't understand computers. I wrote all this down on parchment. Uh, it was it was brought to me by a hawk. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but yeah, so you can go join our Discord channel where other Patreons chat, mostly talk about stuff in my butt, uh, and uh, and then you can also offer us questions for GTRTs. So the following GTRT uh, Patreon people asked us: Tyler Floss, Tyler. Tyler Foss, not Floss. Tyler, Tyler Floss is important. Okay. <laughs> hey, kids. Fanable.com here to talk to you about your dental health. Tyler Foss asks, quote, any plans for more Patreon run games? Now, I assume he means games that will run for Patreon donors, not games that are run by actual Patreon. Though, I suppose if it becomes sentient, then, uh, we're out of a job. So uh, get on that Patreon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Patreon run games um, that I don't know. I wasn't part of it. Uh, I'm never let in on any of these choices. Because you don't understand computers. Yes, exactly. So the background for this is I ran a game last weekend, a game of Hex, actually, for several of our Patreon donors, including Tyler. He was great. And... Uh, we had a lot of fun, so I think the answer is yes. Time to be determined. Yes, we are. We're discussing how to make it work and how to make it fair, and uh, maybe it's a raffle. But we, we're we, we will be aiming to do it a couple times a year. Uh, so just keep an eye out on our Patreon page on like what reward uh, level is it at or whatever. So we'll, we'll 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 put more information out there in a blog post at some point, probably by February. All right, cool. Um, so, do you guys have any idea what you would run if you were paid to run for? Not rotted capes. Not rotted capes. I love capes. that game, but I think it'd be too complicated. You'd have um, to contact uh, Discord and be like, "Hey, your dice rolling system—that's great." It's a bot. It's not actually Discord. Oh, it's bots. Contact the people who made the bot. Like, check this out. I need your bot to ascend to a new contest. <laughs> Honestly, Hex is probably one of the best systems you could use. It's very simple, but I, I think you could probably use D and D too. Yeah, like D and D, easy. Like yeah. fifth edition well, because, would be easy. Because yeah. honestly, it was actually a little messy with Hex because Hex, all of your dice are, are pass fail. Mm-hmm. So it's really, you just say like roll D2 since they don't have ubiquity dice actually um, programmed in there. But that means when you get to roll 14 dice, it's roll 14 D2s bot. And so you have to sit there and then count up. It's like, all right, two appears, one, two, three, four, six successes. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Because so, yeah. it adds everything up at the end, but mm-hmm. that does not matter for how this system yeah. works. Yeah. Right. So I would probably do fifth edition Dungeon or Dragon simple. Nice. Uh, Maybe World of Darkness too. That's an idea, but probably, but probably uh, things would, where you're rolling either a single die at a yeah. time or the sum of the dice. If you're doing a pool system, yeah. is what works best. 
I haven't had a chance to really go through the uh, the entire book. Uh, I bought it a while ago, and I feel like it is uh, one of the seats of my power. Not Shadowrun, but Call of Cthulhu. Mm. Uh, I could run that shit in my sleep because of my adoration for the source material. Uh, and uh, this it looks like a really streamlined system, and I would I think I could better narrate. Uh, uh, you know, turn of the century uh, gothic terror um, or early 20th century uh, horror and mind-numbing terror than I could Shadowrun where you need to basically take a, a, a conglomerate of every uh, nerdism. I've called it a nerd bukkake and I stand by that. <laughs> uh, it, it, that would be very difficult. It'd be just pages and pages of narrative. Whereas like with Call of Cthulhu, it'd be like, y'all know what a 1930s car looks like? Great, you're in that. Uh, so I would definitely do Call. Cool. I think I would either do Numenera or D and D, depending what I would feel like. Numenera would be really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be actually probably the, one of the perfect ones to mm-hmm. use. Yeah, I'd do probably Will of Darkness is my first instinct, uh, but I'd be willing to run something in the Cipher system with mm-hmm. a Numenera or something else. Yep. Yep. And uh, barring any of that, I think just a, a sort of Pictionary situation mm-hmm. where a uh, first person to draw and guess succeeds in their role. Mm-hmm. I mean, has anyone done that really? What about, oh my god, okay, would how you run ha- Dread if there was a 3D Jenga tile set that you could use? I don't even know how you would do that. <laughs> what? Yeah, but there, we- there, 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 yeah, no, yeah, and I think that exists. Like, they're like web Jenga, basically. It's like web a little Jenga. 3D model. Wenga. Move your mouse and like, yeah, yeah, I think I've seen that. Oh, that I mean, sounds dope. Let's make that happen. Uh, that sounds dope. Anymore. Make it happen. Hackers can make the table shake. Like, mm. dicks. <laughs> <laughs> um... All right. Thank you very much, Tyler Foss. And I think maybe also um, we would never run it, but another game that someone might want to run one day is uh, Powered by the Apocalypse would probably be good on the, system, yeah. on the dice rolling system. Oh, yeah. Yeah, depending on the game. Shucks. Um, oh, yeah, I, mean, I, might, I might try it one day because I always feel like I should want to try it one more time just to see. We'll try it eventually. Yeah, one day. Anyway. So thank you very much, Tyler Foss. <clears throat> uh, Struggle Bus. Struggle Bus! Struggle Bus. World famous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I just got that you're a dirty boy yeah uh struggle bus asks uh what has been your most challenging recurring character to play and why did you choose to make that character the way you did who boy Ooh. uh yeah basically it's like you love the character but man every time you pick up that character sheet you're just like son of a bitch there's i believe i already answered that question yeah, that's true. You did, but get you get to go I gotta more pick into another one. Great. Uh, yes. I guess for me, Byron. Byron has to be crafty. He has to be funny. He has to be able to give good speeches. If I'm on a bad day, then ah, uh, no, I have to. Byron has come up with like a has come to the point where people expect a big Byron twist to solve something. So occasionally, when I'm playing it and we're getting close to the end and. I feel like it's like people are like, don't worry, guys, Byron got this. And then it just closes. And he's like, oh, Byron just sat there and shit himself. It's like, yeah, it's an off day, guys. I don't know really what to do with Byron on this one. So I feel Byron, he has to be on point to be crafty. He has to be able to pull that prestige like like misdirect. And he has to be funny. It's a tall order. Byron's a tall order because Byron, by default, has to run a scene if he wants to be in a scene. Yeah. You know, like there have been times where you've consciously made a decision and you've even said so, like, no, I'm going to stand back and let Moira take this and stuff like that. But when it's just like, what? Yeah. When Byron has to be Byron, it's Billy at 11. Like there's no there's no like chill. Byron has zero chill. 
ever <laughs> since his opium days. Like he, uh, and so you're constantly having to put your best foot forward. And I see that it definitely, it, it definitely exhausts you at certain points where you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Byron's drunk. <laughs> Byron's too drunk to speak. Next. Uh, yeah. The doctor. Time to step up. <laughs> uh, not one of the, not this train. Not this train. Not when I uh, not when I play, but run. Uh, surprisingly, Andrew Weston, because mm. Andrew Weston is supposed to be like your character, Byron, super crafty. Like he's a super charismatic guy, the head of a goddamn terrorist organization. Allegedly. Allegedly. Sorry. Allegedly, part of the head yeah, of a terrorist totally. organization. So every episode, I have to think in my head, like, okay, what would this genius, like, charismatic guy do? And I, and I end up always going, like, go out, do something. Uh, I'm evil. <laughs> so. <laughs> But so it's kind of hard to do, but I I do like playing that character, and not because he's a terrorist. That's my bonus. We've talked about we've talked about the complicated moral <laughs> quandary. Yeah, he's like, and like I said, he's a complicated character. He's not he outright is. maniacally. I evil. think, like you said, like with the Brotherhood of Humanity or Earth for Earth Humanity. humanity yeah, like his you. one of his lieutenants is like that is oh, yeah. the clear Listen, bad here's, guy. Here's the thing: yeah. Hyder, if he was in charge, would do horrible. No, things. No, yeah, Hyder is the Hyder is the <laughs> is the supremacist, awful. Yeah. Uh, Western I'm sorry. Is a there's po- nice people on both sides, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the weird thing is like we're kind. Of, that, that's what Weston is. He's yeah. a nice guy on the wrong side, yeah, yeah, but it's see, weird here's, saying. Here's, that. Here's, yeah, here's the thing with Hyder. Hyder, you don't want to, to Hyder to be in terms. But Andrew Weston. Here's the thing about Andrew Weston because he's smart enough to know like because of the nature of the world, he needs you people, and because of the way he's acting, there's possibly a chance for him to be on your side in the future if you're very convincing. But he's also, I'll be honest. He's also a terrorist who's killed innocent mutant children because he thought it was the right thing to do. Allegedly. No, no, that he, he's proud of that. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not proud of okay, he's, okay, he's, he Weston doesn't yes. li- would never kill a child. Yeah, that and was I, that was established that that was yes, an accident, okay, actually. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I, no, I would defend Weston. Yeah, it's still not allegedly that. He acknowledges yeah. that he yeah. did that. It just wasn't proudly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would so say like, he he does what he does because he thinks it's necessary. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like like we've established before. He doesn't hate mutants. He hates how society treats mutants mm-hmm. and, uh, and gave him like a free pass, a, a free pass. Like what happened with this child? Because Boomer was responsible for what happened to his kids. That's why he gets along with my character. He was, but yeah, Boomer was never punished because he, he there was people who wanted him to Boomer to succeed. Yeah, he had sponsors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they they pulled out pretty quickly. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Doctor uh, uh, Doctor Pepper's uh, upcoming uh, um, upcoming slogan of uh, uh, of uh, the next uh, generation, uh, and then it was like Boomer's uh, picture on the front, and yeah. then he was responsible for killing the previous generation or, <laughs> yeah. or the actual next generation. Yeah. That that was bad. They yeah, yeah it was bad. They pulled bad that all around. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny because I, with Boomer, it wasn't because of the murders he caused that was his downfall. It was just because of drugs. Yeah, that was all it was. He just like, was a he was a he was a fuck up who he, and he was a drug user mm-hmm. who. Became a mutant. He like, was the equivalent yeah. of like child actors. Yes. You yeah, know? exactly. Like, you see, blew up too soon. See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, so that's, but, um, why, that's why I like about, I, I like, I like Wes. Mm-hmm. I can see it's hard because you don't want to defend yeah. a bad guy, but in the end, it's like, well, he has. He has reasons, guys. They're good. <laughs> that's what he always comes down to. You always feel like you're saying yeah. there's good people on the. Look, he's, a, he's a good villain because he believes he's right. And be, because you can see, like, actually, you guys saw his past. You realize why he's turned out the way he did. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, th- I think it's interesting that you say you, it's hardest to play him mm-hmm. because when we talk about him out of character, 
you clearly have so much to say about him. Mm-hmm. You never, you don't have, you never don't have an answer for us. You'll mm-hmm. allude to stuff, but you never don't have an answer, mm-hmm. which tells me if it was a different circumstance, I think you would like to play this character if it was, for instance, humans surviving in the wasteland. You know who would be a perfect, like Andrew Weston, like I always picture him. Uh, God, was it, was it Gus in Breaking Bad? Like, um, the old guy? No, no, no I'm sorry. Uh, the African American gentleman. Oh, uh, um, the Pollo Loco guy. Um, I think so. I mean, he was in that horrible revolution movie. Yes, I know who you're talking revolution. about. Giancarlo Esposito. Yes, yeah, yes. he would be like the perfect, like his face is like, because I remember watching him in Revolution and when he was like, just like an accountant, mm-hmm. he was like, like, you seem like a nice guy. And then you see him going back into the present and he's just this dour individual. I always picture him with Andrew Weston. Well, that. That's actually a good personality. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He would, he would, he would do very well. He would do very well. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? Uh, for me, actually, it's also with Rotted Capes, and it's Goldshot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is always difficult to play the character who is kind of at cross purposes with everybody else because she's very specifically a villain. She is or, not in the Andrew Weston sense, mm-hmm. uh, but she started off as a cat burglar and uh, very much in it for herself. Very selfish. And honestly, I made her as a little bit of a hodgepodge of things just because the book and the system for rotted capes is a little uh, obtuse when you are first getting into it. So I was just like, there's All a right. book. <laughs> I was like, fuck the superpower nonsense. I'm going to make a non-powered character so I don't have to worry about burnout, mm-hmm. um, which with Billy's help, I actually have gotten much better at. And technically, Goldshot does have superpowers according to the system. We just explain them differently. Um, you have mm-hmm. abilities. They, they, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like she's got celerity uh, just to to cover being a super awesome archer. But it's like, she there's um so there's a couple of things going on there where it's like all right she's the villain why does she keep hanging out with these heroes especially when the heroes have apparently decided to throw their lot in with the guy that killed a bunch of her friends and she has bows and arrows and everybody else has superpowers she kind of has that hawkeye <laughs> syndrome going on where it's like why does it make sense that i'm here i think it makes more sense like for for our capes like you being there the way burnout works I absolutely think that uh, that's the one thing that we always have trouble with, with find, like uh, replacing the system for sprouted capes with something else is um, you being an arrow person makes complete so much more sense than how it would be if we were playing like Marvel or anything. It's so funny you say that, too, because uh, at any given time when we've played the game, I know ver- like various times uh, we've been trying to think of plans and any contingency plan that r- involves gold shot. Uh, is always like, and Goldshot will take care of Goldshot. Like, <laughs> like if all of us were like captured and Goldshot was missing, we don't think you'd save us necessarily, but we know you'd be fine. <laughs> well, I don't know, because she's been actually, I'm sorry, go on. I was, was going to say, Goldshot has had moments where she does show that she cares, and I think it's a very fine balance that you have to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say, going back to like the, the like, would you do anything differently with a, a character, there's one moment for Goldshot that I would do differently. And it was when, yeah, it's when fucking Clearwater <laughs> is punishing and torturing uh, oh, uh, Billy's character. Allegedly. <laughs> it was in public. It was in the town oh, yeah, fucking you're, square. You're whipping me. Yeah, it was, it, was a public, and, it was a public whipping for and, crimes. And I had, I purposefully had Goldshot like up ready to take a shot. Mm-hmm. 
and I wish I had gone through and done it. Because yep. yep. the, the idea was like, if you if you were like actually going to kill him, she absolutely would have. But I wish she had done it earlier. The one shot for, because uh, you, you didn't, you're like, shot, you're, like, you're like, one, two, three, four, five, six. And one for Jesus, and then you get me again. Yeah. That's what Angela yeah. Which I think was genius, effectively showing, at least to the people still in the EFA, that you're on their side. Oh, yeah, that, 100%. That's how they would interpret it. Here's, it's interesting that we keep bringing a product of capes, because remember, in the character creation for Rotted Capes, everyone has to choose some sort of emotional or psychological fracturing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, my character is a zealot. A zealot is there's no nuance there. It's not like a religious guy who occasionally knocks on your door. He is right. His book is right. Everyone else can get in line or get out of the way. Um, and so because of those things, and I'll only speak for myself, it gets really hard to find that cohesion. When you look at your character sheet and one of the distinct things that you had to choose was, why don't you get along with other people? <laughs> and it's it, it's a very cool dynamic, but it's something that I think we've butted up against time and time again, which is like, well, shit. I, like, there are so many reasons why we would not have continuous character uh, characters going forward, which I think was fixed when Billy started running his side games um, for Rotted Capes, which is more C and D level superheroes, mm-hmm. where we understood how to make those characters, and then we kind of. Mm-hmm. And I think we're getting better with the idea now that we. I think what what it was in the beginning, like why are we together, um, and now we're getting to like finding some really big bad guys and seeing the true horrors of what's actually out in the wasteland. The answer is survival. Like we might not like each other, but going off alone is literally walking into the wasteland, Drudge Jed style, and saying, I'm gonna die, but I'm gonna take a bunch of people with yeah. me. But like if your characters go off alone, it's not like, oh yeah, we'll have a gold shot adventure solo. It's like, no, gold side's walking alone, and the assumption is she'll be dead yeah. in a week. Because you guys have met some of the worst people, <laughs> superheroes and otherwise around going around. Human error, the Zeke. The Zeke. Patrician. Zeke's a good guy. Zeke. Oh, God. I'll be honest. I don't, okay, guys, actually, he's not that bad. I was about to say Zeke, but I had fun playing Zeke. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and yet, ironically, at the end of the last... I know it's been so long yeah. since we played this game, but at the end of the last session, who was the one that was just like, <laughs> fuck y'all, I'm yep. taking off. <laughs> yep, you did, you did. I yeah, mean, so I, and part dead. of that was because I was hitting such a wall with gold shot, mm-hmm. and so it was a little bit like... Here's the here's the opening. If I need to change characters, oh, yeah, gold shot has gone off. And especially with, it was a good circumstance because you were going to face off against Savage, which you knew who knew, you knew was a monster. No, there was no reason for no, you to be. But she did go. She went for, for Savage. No, no, she ran. No, she didn't. What you were there um, for Savage? I was I was on the mission, and then mm. when we got to oh, Savage, I was right. like, I'm I'm going to go check on the car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Because like we heard like we heard him. Like yes. we heard him. Like he, we knew Approaching. it was Super Z, and she was like, we have to run. And my character, and I think our character's like, no, he'll follow. Yeah, he all decided to be heroes, and I'm like, I don't get paid yeah, enough yeah. for this. Oh, um, we got kind of got pissed off at you. Yes, no, you I, did? My character understood. He's like, you're a really good survivor, but you need to. Uh, uh, but that's not going to work here. <laughs> My character, because he, you're human, he trusts you implicitly. He's like, she's going to circle around, smart thinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, starting the car, like, oh, she's going to cipher yeah. gas. And also, looking at the rules. You're I, right, you're yeah. right. She did run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Looking at the rules, I think that fight should have been hard. Especially, I think you should have rolled to see if you had a... We oh, we messed yeah. it up. The problem yeah. was we assumed that uh, wounds kept on piling up. So yeah. we were doing like two, three wounds in the very beginning against mm-hmm. this guy when it's like, no, you get to use... Like, that's kind of the downside. Like, the three of us can work together to try to do a wound on him. 
But that's three people doing one wound, no more, no less, unless yep. we get like a critical something. Yeah, yeah. the room wounds are not cumulative, cumulative mm-hmm. from one roll. You're listening to Talking mm-hmm. Obscure Games. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. So, I, but that's the the story yes. with with Goldshot, and uh, I, I've I've talked it over with I, Billy and I have brainstormed a little, but I don't think that that we, I think that we will see Goldshot again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, play the game again. Yeah, yes. that that is the big. We are never playing the big well, <laughs> We are. No, I have plans. There are plans to never run Roger Capes. <laughs> uh, Dan, go for it. Dan. Yeah, I, I have no problem with my Roger Capes character. I, I basically just made the the superhero game version of John Kimley. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He's he uses me. He has powers and he uses them to enhance his physical abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have fun with that character. Uh, what what I would. Kind of like like to change, and it's not a specific character. I think it's just a thing I do uh, uh, as I list out my other characters. Is I need to stop uh, making uh, characters in games uh, that will feature a lot of combat uh, that are in no way, uh, shape, or form designed for combat or physical activity of any kind. Yep. Uh, witness Jerry in another world. Uh, <laughs> we love Jerry. My character in in uh, in uh, Hex. Mm-hmm. Uh, witness. Uh, what's the other one that witness I was saying? Uh, witness uh, Cohen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like basically, yeah. yeah I, I keep doing that. You do kind of make like yeah. thinkers. Yeah, in in, in action games. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, I need to. I need to stop doing that. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like uh, Lamont Grover worked. I feel like he were I, as much as as we were saying anybody worked yeah. in that that setting. Well, I think it's more for the circus performer for uh, my. Yep. Sh- uh, yeah. No, no, I'm not saying these characters like, don't work. I'm just oh, saying no, no, like, I'm just pointing it, to it, it does like, get yeah. it does get to the point where it's like I kind of feel bad. It's like okay, my character survived to the end. Is it because like it's like oh I don't want to kill his character like I should have been dead there were like three times there where I should have been dead mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm not so you so yeah I want to make like slightly more capable characters I think just you just want to be a fighter once like like yeah. think about it you don't really I mean I guess you're yeah, very aside from John I was gonna say John John Kimley and 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 the Rocky Kid yeah Kid Sentry you know they're both like basically warriors yeah yeah you have some warriors I'd love to see more warriors yeah yeah so I gotta try those more because I'm usually like, and I'll I'll play the mage. <laughs> there it, are no mages in this game. I'll what was your character in Wizard ab- then? <laughs> were, you, were you in the Advert game? Yep, he was a luck. He was a doctor. Yeah. He was the luck. He oh. was the luck crystal. Yeah, oh, luck right, crystal. Right, right, okay. Yeah. So, uh, Dan, if there was one particular, is there one particular character that every time you pick him up? Uh, or pick them up. You're just like, ah, it, it, it kind of feels like more of an uphill battle than any other character. Not so much, really. No. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, for my own, I'm going to say Tagos. Um, I, I struggle with Tagos now more. Like I kind of went through this, uh, this, uh, journey with Tagos where it was really hard. And then we had the whole arc about his, uh, background. And then now I'm, I, I feel like, um, just thinking about Tagos, like kind of puts me on edge because narratively he's interesting, but just statistically, he just, he's starting to wear out. I made the character when we first started playing Numenera ever. I remember looking through the different foci and saying like, wow, who murders sucks. <laughs> who would ever play that? And then I made Tagos and I was like, okay, cool. Maybe I'll give it another chance. I did. My initial perspective or my initial perspective was right. The stat build does not play out have and it's cons- not fun. Have but, you ever um, considered like, you know, this is Numenera. Yeah, you can I changed change that easily. Like what yeah. if like Tagos found a new purpose? Like, I don't know, defends and you become like that kind of I'm, stuff. I'm looking, I'm looking into it, but I put too much work into being a secret assassin uh like 
to suddenly be like, no more oubliettes and no more adult no, no, no. speak and stuff no, like no, that. that. That can still yeah. be part of your background, but you can still yeah. change your focus into something else. I'm going to, I mean, I feel like I'm going to have to because, yeah. and we've had this conversation, Angela very much uh, rightly identified it once. I don't know if we were on mic, but just saying like exclusively, like Numenera characters aren't, are, are not balanced inherently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not, it's not, not an inherently not balanced system. Like, mm-hmm. you know, White Wolf, every vampire mm-hmm. has X amount of disciplines mm-hmm. and X amount of stats. Like, um, yeah. Uh, and uh, I feel like, um, for characters that are this most challenging uh, to play as a reoccurring character, I chose to make that character because I wanted to see if I could pull it off. And I did. And I did. But it's no, because did. of yeah. writing between me and Jesus. It's because of role playing between me and you guys. It was never because I statted out the character a certain way. Yeah. And so that would be. Uh, so, yeah, that's the one where it's it's the most challenging if you're uh, serious about changing it, let me know sooner than later mm-hmm. because story reasons. No, I understand. Yep. And a close second would be um, a close second. I'm kind of on Dan's side on this one. Like, I'm tired of playing social characters. I, I look, I mean, this is going to sound bitter, but uh, there's always going to be utility for strong characters who can inflict violence. Mm-hmm. There is, because that's an, an adventure is a sequence of dangerous circumstances in pursuit of a goal. A dangerous circumstance is a circumstance that threatens the physical well-being of a person involved in it. So an adventure requires you to be physically capable. No one, there's no such thing as like Indiana Jones who hasn't gone a day to the gym, you know, like (laughs) he's going to swing on his friggin' whip. That's why he's got the whip. He's got the whip. He's never once whipped anybody with it. It's because he swings and he climbs and he fights Nazis and he's also brilliant, but we've never seen an Indiana Jones. Where he just has office hours. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's, he's never like, it's never, (laughs) there's never been an Indiana Jones where it's been his two and a half hour lecture (laughs) on on ancient civilizations. But you know, if you just replace uh, Chris, skulls with that i'd watch it i would watch the <laughs> shit out of that um and so and so yeah there's always more utility with playing physical characters because you're always going to need to roll physical characters you can role play social characters and i've said this before you can blow a social role and 99 of the time the outcome is well, now you have to roll physical as an outcome. Who cares? Just make someone who's good at that end result. And playing smart characters is even worse because there's no way to quantify in a game how you are smarter than anyone else. Because it turns into, are you smarter? And you're not smarter than that character you're facing or that NPC. It's like, are you smarter than the GM? Yeah, exactly. Are you smarter than GM? And we've also talked about this previous GTRTs. Like, you would need to be able to know something about the thing your character is very smart at, which is impossible. Um, so we go back to the physical character. So I'm with Dana here. Like, it, yeah, I think the most frustrating characters I play right now are social characters. Because if they don't do their job, who cares? The strong characters are the ones that are going to back it up. And that's way more fun. Okay, so we have Dan and we have Hayes, uh, David saying that they want to play physical characters. I feel like we should like play, make a new game at some point and we play the opposites of what we usually play. Like you guys would be the physical. I would do a mage. Like I have never, I don't think, ever played a mage here. So I'd play a mage. Uh, you know who's never played a mage? She has. <laughs> yeah. No, no, you haven't. No, you're right. She didn't. So I like your husband's idea if we all play something opposite of what we would play. <laughs> No. Which brings us to our next question. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Fairy Stale asks, 
why does Angela hate magic? <laughs> <laughs> Straightforward to the point. Very well, Ferris. Well, as Angela's husband, let me explain her reason. What? <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead, Angela. Well, why the do magic you, yeah. of men's play? Yeah, show us a little yeah. more where magic hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> Please tell us why you hate magic. Oh, okay. all right. So uh, everyone get comfortable. This could take a while. Uh, <laughs> no, so... Honestly, part of it is because it's funny to say and watch uh, the magic fans around the table start twitching every time I'm like, no, fuck magic. Magic go doesn't our, exist. Go for our bleaning, uh, green and black deck. Yeah, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's magic. <sighs> Listeners, I was, just, dude, I was red and green. Green and black. I, don't know. Green and black all the way. I, feel like, I feel like this is gang talk or maybe racist. <laughs> maybe both. Oh, I don't know. Yes. You're the nerd, for life. The nerdiest crip you've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. This is my corner. uh, Basically, it comes down to, uh, I don't care how many times people have tried to say this is not true. I disagree with you vehemently, but I hate magic's lack of rules. And there are certainly, there are individual places where it's like, no, there's very strict rules. If you are a, a mage, you must always have a book with you. And if you're a sorcerer, it's innate. And I'm like, yes, but that innate person can do whatever the fuck they want. There's never a, a cap on what they can do. There Whereas, is. no, no, there's not. <laughs> there no, is. every <laughs> single, every single game, every single world that uses magic and, and fantasy movies and shit are the worst at this because they are <laughs> always going to have that moment where Gandalf fucking dies, but now he's Gandalf the White and it's going to summon an eagle. Then how, why why didn't you summon an eagle from the beginning? Then why the fuck are you okay with Luke? Okay, spoiler. Luke suddenly being like the illusionist from across the, the seas. Uh, <laughs> like that was out of nowhere. And I looked at you. I was like, isn't this bullshit? Some magic bullshit. Just out of the blue, pull it out your ass. And you're like, I thought that was very interesting. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> because Star Wars is the only fantasy that I allow in my life. Oh God. Because, that that was I, so. I hated Star Wars growing up. I was I, I bought into that dichotomy of you can like Star Wars, you can like Star Trek, and I'm like I like Star Trek because Star Wars is and this is because Star Wars is in science fiction, and that's what I hated about it. And now that I accept Star Wars is not science fiction, Star Wars is fantasy. Now I'm like okay, Star Wars is acceptable. I'd still much rather when I'm binge watching stuff though, mm-hmm. like I'm in the middle of a DS9 binge that is way more interesting okay, get, than any fantasy. Get back ever. to magic. So you don't like magic. Real because talk. Magic. Real real talk though. You are a fan of Harry Potter, correct? Not really. Really? Okay, not Harry well, Potter. Well, I have. You, I have. You like the fandom? Yes, I like Harry Potter fandom. I have read all of the books, but um, Harry should have died in book one, and they should have all been about Hermione. Oh God! <laughs> and Snape um, is a terrible character, and everyone that romanticizes Snape is a terrible person. I, I don't like Snape as much. I I like Harry Potter as a whole, but the magic makes no sense in that goddamn book. I'm not a virgin, so I don't know anything about. <laughs> I. I, I think magic, I think, and I think role-playing games are really, I think when Angela, I think Angela, what Angela's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Please tell me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think what it is, <laughs> okay, no, no, okay, no, no, no here's, here's what I would say, because you say there's no rules. I'm like, no, magic has rules, but okay. I think what you're saying, I think what I'm getting from you is, even in role-playing games where there are rules, there are always going to be circumstances where magic can break those rules. So even as a PC has a certain amount of spells that they can do and they have to have these components, there will be an NPC or a dragon or some side of tree that could break a rule and just say magic. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're getting at? Yes. Okay. I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. I kind of – and I think, I think my hatred for Angela's uh, magic stuff, I kind of understand it because I used to role play and like on like online and chat and MMOs and oh. – 
there was always people who was like, I'm playing the warrior or I'm playing the fighter. And you're like, cool, I understand you. You could f- hit somebody or you could throw a fire because you're a superhero. That was your thing. And then you always had those players who said, I'm a, ma- I'm a, ma- a magic person. I'm like, cool, what can you do? Anything. And it's just like, oh, come on. Like, and they're like, what? I have a magic book. And it's like, oh, okay. I, I'm, I am curious, Ange, how do you feel about the magic in Shadowrun? Because of all the, uh, with, with some exception of, of games where everyone plays a magician, I've always felt that the magic system in Shadowrun is punishing to a degree that you've seen in front of you now. I black out every time magic is used. <laughs> so does Gronik. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly have no clue how magic works in Shadowrun. Fair enough. I, I, Jesus says that he's summoning a spirit mm. and he gets to ask it to do some things and usually that's a menial chore around the house. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Cinderella has animals that can do that for her. Yeah. But uh, that requires magic. Yeah. No, yeah. it doesn't. No, a, uh, a Cinderella easy. does not have magic. Cinderella does not have magic. Oh, the, Summon. Uh, t- she, she talks to animals. She's literally got a fairy godmother. Yeah, she has a fairy godmother. <laughs> the fairy godmother has magic, which she imbued on Cinderella. She rode a fucking pumpkin. She gave her a ride. <laughs> it was alone. There's actually a, a RPG I've been reading recently. I've been reading for a bit, but uh, based on the Mistborn series of books by Brandon mm-hmm. Sanderson. And the thing with Brandon Sanderson, the way he writes, he writes epic fantasy, etc. Yes. But he establishes right off the bat, and like he's had arguments with other authors about this. So, like, his magic has rules that yeah. he never breaks. Yep. There's never going to be instance any of his books like, but all along, like they can o- always bring down the moon because magic. No, like he establishes what the magic can do, and anything new that pops up is established based on the rules he's established. So, so never- Angela, yeah, Angela, good, good people on every side. Yeah, just good people. <laughs> wow. The reason I say this is because there's a reason uh, he recently. Came, uh, not recently a while back came out with a book called Miss, uh, RPG based on his book called About Mistborn. And in the book, the magic system is you eat a piece type of metal, you can do one thing. Period. So if you eat bronze, you can pull something towards you. And that's all the magic can do. But what's fun about it is how you can use that one aspect to maybe like fly around the room or something like that. That might be something interesting to find. No! You can put you can you can pull something no, sorry, towards what, you. Sorry, no, you pull some, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pull, some, pull your, or if the object is heavier than you, you pu- get pushed towards you pull, it. Yeah, you you get it, since it's it basically makes a rope yeah. between you and yeah, the it's thing. basically it's an invisible magic rope. It's yep. a power. No, no, this is a, okay. So, it's okay, just the like, power. Uh, here, here's uh, the problem. Here's the thing that guys this is what I did. this is what I live with. Uh, <laughs> I, you will say like this, like oh, it's a creative use of magic, and she's like that's breaking the rules. Then you're like, okay, let's say. Say you're a superhero and you have magnetism, so you can draw things towards you. But couldn't you draw yourself towards something else because of magnetism? And Angela's like, yeah, because that's, that's like a power. That's trick. based on actual science. But this is basically magic. Yeah, but they, they, this is made up science. Yeah, yeah because- which means that at any time, I don't care how how carefully the rules have been set out. There's there there is a rope between you. That's what David is saying is the yeah. analogy. Ropes don't have tensile strength to push you away. What? what? Fairy tale says. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a fairy tale continues with dance puppets dance. Uh, I'm not sure what that's about. Um, but fairy tale does uh, uh, does uh, um, follow up with. Uh, do the rest of you have something you hate in RPGs? Uh, and so we can we can discuss uh, with Angela's uh, with Angela about her dislike of of magic. But you gotta you gotta give her credit. She's been upfront about this from yeah. the yeah, jump. I have never yeah. once seen magic in a game and thought like, oh yeah, craft is really gonna like this. But <laughs> like, yeah. nope. Uh, I'll be honest. I hate. I hate magic uh, in role playing games. Yeah. Um, not. I don't hate them to Angela's degree. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I just would hate playing one. It's too. It's so crunchy. They're always 
so unbelievably complicated, says the guy who likes Riot Games. <laughs> it's just every time I say like, oh, I, we're playing D&D, what can I play? And they're like, well, you can be a magic user, but you need to have a spell and components and you're mm-hmm. level three, but you can get, but that means you can only use level two spells. And I just want to say, put a, a go, no! Actually, that kind of excites me a little bit. No, it, it just, it kills me. So I am, yeah. I, I do not like magic so much, but I accept it and I think it's good for, I, I think it's good. I just don't want to be the one who shovels that magic. It feels like with magic, it's like a, magic is a giant, giant elephant in front of you, and the magicians are shoveling the shit that comes out of it. <laughs> I don't want to be the elephant magic shit shoveler. So that's that's my say. So I don't, I'm not a huge f- a fan of magic, and I'm not a huge fan of sex moves. Oh my god! Like any time I've ever played a game, there's just the one game. But yeah, yeah. no sex moves. But there's also there's two games there's, that have them. Yeah, there's a couple. Ga- there's a couple, and it's usually Power of the Apocalypse. Mm. But like I'm a guy who even likes romance. Like if you you have two consenting people, like I love a good uh, romance in a role playing game. But the moment it goes into sex moves, it feels um, amazing. <laughs> it feels not. God, this sounds like is the worst word. It feels like predatory, and it's not the right word to use. But it feels like I'm I am tricking your character and making them accept something about me, even if I, they don't. And I, and I know that they have changed that. Yeah, and I was going to say that, Monster Hearts yeah. Two, which I think has the most infamous use of sex moves, yeah. even though Power, uh, Apocalypse World has yeah. them too. But I do know that they specifically address that and like there's even now rules for playing asexual characters in yeah, Monster no, Hearts exactly. 2. No, but, so there but, have been changes. Yeah, yeah, but no matter how many changes and there's like things that they work around and stuff like that and it always feels like I am trying to use something to make your character I don't know. There's a certain intimacy with sex that yeah. to to mechanic to, to make it a mecha- to put mechanics behind getting sex feels kind of like that nice card card like hey listen I rolled a 20 yeah, and that yeah. means I get at least a hand job. Yes. <laughs> wow, a twenty gets you a hand job. Well, not modifiers. Well, uh, but uh, that's my thing. I don't like like any of those sex moves. I guess going cutting that up a little bit. Social moves where it's like okay. Um, I got this many successes, thus your character absolutely believes me about this. Well, no matter are- no matter how shitty your lie is, like, hey, David, hey, De- Jesus could walk up to me and say, like, your dick's a tentacle to my character. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to believe that. And you're like, roll it. And he can roll 20 and I roll one. Now I'm saying, like, well, I guess my dick's a tentacle. <laughs> like, that ruins my chances for sex moves. <laughs> exactly. Or and, 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 again, and again, I know that I'm being way too, like, I'm taking, like, the most clear-cut way of saying that's wrong. That's how I always kind of feel about social moves and, and to a higher degree, sex moves. But I think, actually, this is really uh, internally consistent for you, because uh, much like you have have many thoughts on on my opinion on magic, I hear your role-playing opinions all the time, and I also know that you don't like mind control. I don't. Which is, I think, Weird, very, like, I, I think that <laughs> you, you dislike uh, RPG mechanics that take away social agency. Yes. Whether I, that is my my lie, if I get a critical hit on my lie, I'm automatically the winner. Uh, sex moves, and then any sort of of actual mind control mechanics. You're always like, true. I don't like this. I don't like it because it just feels like suddenly, like you know, you're mind controlled and you can't do anything. And so I remember at one point we were playing some game and I got mind control. And I'm like, oh, cool. What do I do? And it's like nothing. And it's like I sat there and watched my character do stuff for literally about tw- – I think it was that we were playing Rotted Capes with Pedro from Rotted Capes, the guy who made that. Mm-hmm. And it was a really great game and I got mind controlled by a Super Z and I sat there for 10 minutes watching my character kill people. And it's just like 
this is this that is just, was just one round of combat though yeah, it was just, <laughs> but i was just kind of really like oh, i don't like losing control i don't like just sitting there and not being able to do stuff and i know that might be a little selfish but i'm not I don't think it's selfish i'm not a all. huge fan of mind control um mm-hmm. even though i understand it is an important staple it's just one of those things that are like that i understand that is needed kind of like how i understand magic is needed i just don't like it it's interesting because in uh in numenera though my character lies to you on the regular and you always go with it. Um, so what, what's the difference between mind control and just listening to my re- character lie? I respect you. Fair enough. I mean, I mean, honestly, it is a little bit like, cause you don't try to be, cause you're not stupid about it. like you have, we'll have some people and this is what I do like about our group is there's some people who don't even put any effort into it. So if Tego says like, <laughs> if Tego says like, you know, if he's like, Oh no, we need to go down this alley. Why? Listen, buddy, I know all this I know the city stuff. It's all about going to the rights and lefts and le- everything like that. And you go into this big explanation and my character, I know in character league gets confused. He's not as smart as Tagos. So he believes you, but you never just come up to me and say, Hey, give Your me all your tentacle. money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, Hey, give me your money. And it's like, why? And it's like, Belia, uh, uh, Jesus, I lied to him to convince him. It's important. Roll. Oh yeah. That, okay. that sort of cop out where yeah. you, you hear the record screech. Uh, and then suddenly social things are left entirely yeah. from top to bottom up to a die roll. I agree with you on that. Well, one. Yeah. And, and, but I understood people's points of like, but I want to play a smart character, but I'm not smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mean I can't play a smart character? No. And I understand why it's important to be able to just say like, I just want to be able to turn to that. I, yeah. I get that, but I have fun. But I have, I, I find it more enjoyable role playing what I say. And I'm okay if like giving an impassioned speech and stuff like that. And Jesus saying at the end, Hey, you have to roll to see if they're convinced. Mm-hmm. Um, but you never made it seem like you say, uh, Billy, roll to see if you, that was a great speech, roll to see if they're convinced. No. And then me roll bad. And you say like, okay, what you say is blah, blah. <laughs> it, it's like, no, they have their reasons why not to believe you. It is still a very impassioned speech. Yeah, definitely. Like there's, uh, for example, uh, one of my most recent examples, uh, a while ago, I'm running the D and D game with the other people that I know. And basically one of them was says, Oh, can I uh, make a role to make her do what I want? It's like, no, period. You cannot use roles to. So go on. Just- Checking your mic. Go on. Okay. You cannot use roles, period, in order to manipulate someone to do any particular thing. You cannot force them. Lie to them as much as you want. Mm-hmm. That's totally up to mm-hmm. you. But if you have to convince the the PC, the person playing the character, to do that thing for you, period. That, that, and yeah. I, I also would say yeah. that there is a difference between manipulating an NPC versus a PC. Exactly. Yes. Because NPCs are there to move the story forward. Yeah. PCs are there to join you on that journey. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, so I, I'm okay with, uh, being able to roll, you know, rely on a role versus yeah. an NPC, especially if it's, it's somebody that you don't, care that much about it's like i just need to get past this guard so i give him a good story Bam. yeah and i'm a little bit more lenient on that way like, mm-hmm. when it when it's npc but but you like i said david's never came up to me and says yeah. vegas your dick's a tentacle and yeah, i actually, appreciate that yeah actually, actually there was one circumstance where i did my that. new build though <laughs> yeah. yeah there was one circumstance uh, <laughs> tagos is a inqui- uh, clever a, jack who yeah, convinces <laughs> you your dick's a tentacle <laughs> there was actually one circumstance where uh, one of my players was at first trying to uh, convince uh the other PC to tell them their backstory. And she, then the PC wasn't interested. And then uh, later on, she's like, oh, here, let me offer you a couple of drinks. Now can I roll? And she just looked at me like, and I looked at the other PC and she said, she just nodded her head. like, okay, I guess. So it's it, as long as there's agreement among all parties, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And because she was clever about it. Yeah, it's also tricky because you want to balance that with uh, somebody who made a good liar. Yeah, like you don't yeah. want it's it's to say like, oh no, you have to lie for real in game. Uh, as a player, is kind of like saying like, oh well, the sword doesn't hit me. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, 
good dozen. <laughs> so, David, but, how do you feel about the fact that Morale sees through so many of Tagos's lies? You, you do it through rolling, and then we role play the like how it mm-hmm. works, and it's mm-hmm. built a narrative in yeah. itself. Also, because I try to go through with the lie, and because of David Dice, uh, <laughs> inevitably my house of glass comes crashing down yeah, because around me. Uh, because I never outright tell you, okay, you have to tell her all your secrets. You, she just knows that you're lying. She can feel that. It's up to you to decide what to do with that. Exactly, exactly. And, and and because of that, in other circumstances, at other tables, that can definitely be abused. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime, like, uh, like uh, Billy was saying, if you take away a player's agency, uh, then that inherently affects their ability to play the game. But at the same time, you... You you can't assume that all the player characters are mind readers mm-hmm. simply because the player themselves doesn't like the idea that someone might bamboozle them. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a very delicate balance. It's very interesting and contradictory. It is. It's actually not contradictory. Supporting my previous statement of playing a physical character is just better because like Vekas is constantly being like stumped. A uh, Varric, excuse me, constantly being stumped and bamboozled. But there's never going to be a point where you don't punch the hardest. Yeah, no. You know, like that's always going to be standard. Um, so, uh, so, 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 yeah, the line thing, I, I, t- I totally get. Some players may feel uncomfortable with that. You get used to it. I cut my teeth on LARPing. Mm-hmm. That shit is exhausting. Mm-hmm. That it is so exhausting having to play someone who's constantly politicking in real time. Um, but that's how I kind of cut my teeth on the idea of lying around a table and stuff like that. Right, Billy, so that if you don't, if you don't like, if you don't like the idea of rock paper scissors dictating whether or not you believe someone's nonsense, don't LARP. <laughs> don't LARP. So, so yeah. me, so Angela doesn't like magic. I don't like sex moves or social moves that take mm-hmm. uh, player versus player social moves. What about you two? It's uh, not really accused uh, dislike. I like. I sort of accept it in D anD D, but I generally don't like systems that define a person's morality right off the gate. Oh, mm. so like races that are evil or and- evil or good. Like I, I like a bit more complication. Like, but D and D is my only circumstances where I allow it because it's D and D. It's sort of expected as part of the tropes. But other systems, I prefer morally gray characters. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. I think that is the one. D and D. I always give like I think everybody gives like a yeah. a wave of hands. Yeah, it's D&D. a legacy. It's a legacy. Goblins are evil, and I guess the reason I'm okay with that is they have such a. <laughs> strong tie to gods and stuff like that. So I'm okay, but still, and, but it's also also uh, weird because I, I don't like morally gray, uh, evil races either, such as like the good guy, drow, the lovable, the lovable. Like I've written about that. Like nothing will stop and slow a game uh, in D and D quicker than someone saying like, I want to be a drow who's good because it's always something you have to fucking answer in every town of like, are you a bad drow? No. Okay. Yeah. If you're going to play a system like Dungeons and Dragons, stick to the script. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. If, you, if you're not going to question who built all these dungeons, <laughs> then don't question why all kobolds must be stabbed. Yes. Don't, don't, <laughs> they're ask, don't ask. Yeah. They're all perverts. Don't ask. Why do the, why are the traps still working after centuries? Don't yeah, ask exactly. that question. Just, just go. Exactly. Just go how do, if this is really centuries old, how did they know that gold was still going to be our communal like <laughs> income? Yeah. But what if you just open it up? It's just clams. I just fought a room full of automatons with knives for hands for fucking clams. <laughs> you would have been a king a millionaire yeah, ago. And then a ghost fucking like wonk wonk like walks up next to you. You are now our new king. <laughs> Fuck you and your clams. I would love that. No wonder your species is dead. We <laughs> try. <laughs> 
It is because the only thing we could eat were clams, but we had said they were so valuable. Oh my God, they're otters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now hold my hand and accept your destiny as we wade through this as we, pool. As we go through life's little currents. <laughs> I can see that happening in Numenera. Oh, God. Yes. oh Especially God. like otter people. Otter people oh, have yeah. to exist in Numenera. Oh, yeah. Somewhere there's otter people. All right, Dan, what, what, like what are those you? damn yeah. beavers? <laughs> damn those are ours. Oh, God. And it was, yeah. <sighs> uh, I also don't like puns in RPGs. <laughs> oh, oh you're the bad, wrong group. You're wrong yeah. group. Yeah. That's, that's weird because we run a lot of it. Cyber pun, steam pun, <laughs> diesel pun. Did you see diesel pun? Yeah, that's what yeah, he's, he's, he's been saying. He said cyber puns. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Pun. Whenever you start putting, my, my ear just goes. <laughs> hey, Zeus. <laughs> what? Yeah, Isis is going to wake up. It's still going to be 2004 then. <laughs> oh. year 2000. Okay, Dan, what, what do you not like about role-playing um, games? Or something that you... Yeah. The only thing that kind of gets to me is that... I mean, so of course, I love magic and powers and, and mm-hmm. whatever. The only thing that gets to me in games is games that are too punishing on the healing. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. like any game that there's no, there's no way to quote-unquote fast heal there's no healing magic or healing nanos or healing whatever it's like you got a scrape on your knee for the next three weeks you <laughs> suffer a minus one yes and yes. and we are in a like you know an adventure that's taking place within like one hour like there's zero possibility like every wound <laughs> i take is effectively permanent i hate that shit so much yeah no, no, you'll yeah, be talking a about one. a certain game that we just <laughs> played would you you're talking about Hellfrost. well you're no right. no in any game where there's that like, so i this is the most recent example. Yep. Yeah. But, but uh, on Holland Metropolis is that. Metropolis. Yeah. Oh, geez, yeah, yeah, no, and Holland oh, Metropolis yeah. like uh, that's we, always bothered me. We fudged me. the rules on that. Oh, there's yeah. a there's occasionally where it's like, Byron, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with yeah. with, with the Holland Metropolis, I was like, wait, I can make potions. I go, none of these is a healing <laughs> potion. <laughs> well, no, they are healing potion, but instead of two months, you heal in one month. It's like, well, that's yeah, a fucking exactly. matter. Yeah. I'm still bored. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, like anything, any any mechanic. That takes my character out of the game effectively for extended periods of time is contrary to the very concept of I am playing a game and wanting to have fun. And the game tells me, great, but because you rolled a one, you don't get to play me anymore (laughs) for a while. Fuck you. Yeah, and I I think it's also like with those games, they expect them to be like, oh, so the first thing happens and then three weeks later, this happens. Mm -hmm. But we never do that. It's always like, let's go to this. Like, I've never understood that about a game. It's like, this is is supposed to take place during an entire month, so just skip around. It's like, I won't do that. We never do. It will be, this is the first hour. This is the second hour. I don't fucking sleep like the closest we get to actually move it's like okay it's nighttime go to sleep yeah and that was that's the only time i'm really willing to progress beyond that like okay the first hour the second hour i don't do like fucking weeks yeah yeah i never understood that too because uh on hell metropolis you're right is the most grievous offender of this uh only because uh yes the healing rules and there's like pages and pages of surgery rules and things it's very clear that the game is meant to be played under an auspice or in a sequence of weeks or days at the very minimum and it's always those games that never reinforce that when they need to they need to much like how numenera says this is a game of discovery the games that don't allow you to insta heal should be saying like mandatory after every combat everybody takes a week off <laughs> like that's just how things work in this game yep. get used to it but that's not adventure that's the problem it's not adventure what happens again going back to um going back to indiana jones 
When is Indiana Jones not doing something for a week? When he's a red goddamn line on a map. That's when he's not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> Aside yeah. from that, he's jumping through fucking Nazi encampments and running down skeletons and, 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 and that's shit. That's the other thing. The games that tend to have no healing also tend to be the games where like everybody has three hit points. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, there, it's never like a hundred uh, uh, hit points. It's always like three and then you're it's dead. It's like the bad yeah. guy looked at you wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. Take it's a, always that. Take like, a wound. So this was generally the more lethal systems. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, fuck that shit. I don't no. really like lethal systems. No, I, people I, are like, I well, they're in. more realistic. It's like, Okay, I'm throwing a fucking fireball, asshole. Yeah. I'm not. I'm clearly not looking for realism. Exactly. I'm, yeah, I have that's... an 18 charisma. This is not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I now believe because of what you rolled that I have a tentacle for a dick. <laughs> Do not read me the riot act about infection rates. <laughs> Especially on the tentacle dick. dick. <laughs> exactly. If anything, this might uh, The tentacle dick, I think it's, it's getting close to becoming part of our uh, our vocabulary. <laughs> exactly. Don't tentacle dick me. No, don't no, tentacle no. dick me. Don't tentacle me. Man, don't, don't be uncivilized with your tentacle dick. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, okay, okay, that was a good question. Yep. I, think we all, I, think, I think we all answered. David, did uh, you have you? No, no, I didn't. Um, uh, I mean, it's kind of a mix of everything you guys are talking about. But um, I hate, I hate, I hate arbitrary um, realism hammer. I hate it when there's something about high fantasy or high adventure or even, you know, uh, cyber technology or whatever. And all these people can do great things, but then arbitrarily, one person's ability suddenly has to be a fucking documentary. Like, it has to be the most realistic and the most uh, appraised of of all of the natural sciences where, like, yeah, you've got a tentacle dick and you're throwing fireballs and you've got a zeppelin that runs on laughter, uh, but then this one person, like, yeah, this one person, like, you can read thoughts. By asking people what they're thinking. <laughs> Offer them a penny. Penny, yeah, exactly. exactly. Or uh, it's also, this is very much a, a legacy of older games. I've not seen this in ages, but when it's like, oh, no, the women always have to have lower physical stats. Oh, God. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, I haven't uh, run into that in a while. That was we, D&D. Yeah, that was, D &D. Yeah, that was that old D&D. Um, we ran into it with Fortune's Fool. But oh, that wasn't, yeah. I mean, I thought Fortune's Fool was... I don't think it was – they didn't do it with physique. I think what they did it was with like skills. Like what was you – was it skills? There, there, I think there was a physical component to it, but there was definitely skills because um, they tried to couch it as like, oh, but you get you get these extra things where literally one of the ones for women was cooking. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think – yeah, they were going yeah. for was the – they were going for the class. They were going for the class divide at the at that time. Yeah, like, the gender divide. Because uh, like, like they're uh, one of the few games where it's like, okay, you are actually making nods at an actual historical time. This isn't Game of Thrones yeah. type historical. This is no. This is uh, the the um, the Elizabethan era. Yeah. But still, it's like no. I don't play. I I don't come sit around with my friends for pretendy happy fun times <laughs> in order to be reminded that in that that my gender is oppressed. And you know, it's always interesting when people are like, "Well, then don't play the game." And then it's like, "I won't." And they're like, "Well, why don't you want to play?" It's like, <laughs> because you literally, it's like. Fine, if they want to play that game, Fortune Fool, it's like, I understand why you did that, but don't get weird if we say, like, we're not interested, because that's just not yeah. what we're looking for. Yeah, it's, you're not, you're not, uh, you're not special, 
um, or 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 uh, no one's trumpeting your ability to play a game that other people are inherently offended by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like uh, you're not edgy. Uh, but f- f- uh, speaking of Fortune's Fool, though, I did like their system of uh, women aging, losing charisma, but men become uh, more uh, the dad bod effect. dignified. Oh, we we yeah. get, get we gain ranks in dignification. <laughs> get which out of my house. I thought. Anyways, we got a great show for you. The Foo Fighters are here. Um, uh, so, uh, so yeah. anyways, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I think, well, yeah, uh, to, to what you're saying, like weird, arbitrary, uh, uh, realism hammer. I think the gender is the biggest one. Like that's like, like I was thinking, I was like, oh, I kind of understand, but yeah, you're right. Like I remember D and D used to be like, yeah, but get, think about it. If women were to fight, they would be weaker. It's like, dude, there's elves. Yeah. yeah. There's literally yeah. fucking elves. Yep. There is a dragon. Yeah, the two. His and name is Bob. And like the the sexual dimorphism like was consistent across all species. It's like nope, every single race the women are going to be weaker. It's like really every yeah, single it, one. Have well, you seen yeah, hyenas? It was, a, it was a weird fucking thing for uh, for D and D because it was pretty progressive in a lot of ways. Then it'll be like nope, nope, women are are weaker. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, the more I think about it, it's like well, that kind of fits in with how gaming is. It's like they can be very progressive until it gets to genders. And yeah, D and D is the is the litmus test. It is the and it's uh, gotten better. Weather. It's gotten oh, yeah. so <laughs> much better. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's yeah, this is that, old school. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's like, the thing. That's yeah. the thing we don't see that often. But we will see things like, for example, it's basically the, the arbitrary realism hammer. Where like you'll have a game where like, all right, well, this character basically just throws fireballs at will, and this guy just produces as many tentacles from his dick as he <laughs> needs to, etc., etc., etc. Just because, just because that's the tentacle dick as a character race. Yeah. Uh, but but then and then. Oh, I want to be a herbalist. Oh, well, gee, nah, herbalism has its own chapter, yeah. and you have to roll separately for each individual ingredient to see if you can find them. Then you roll a herbalism roll to see if you can create the base potion. Then you have to roll an arcana plus alchemy roll to see if you can infuse the magic. And it's like, also, and what, what do I get if I get if I do all this? Oh, a potion that uh, gives you a plus one to attack yeah. Uh, yeah. for a minute. Exactly. Or, or, or he like can throw yeah. fireballs. He doesn't even need to. Roll like he's not a herbalist man <laughs> no no you're right or or character classes that basically tell you how your character acts i remember we oh, played that yeah, one game where yeah. you're like everybody oh, who's uh, uh recreation, Re- Re- yeah, recreation. Yeah. which was like it was a, i know the person who did it was just like first game he ever created it was a really good game in a way but uh it was one of the characters is like these people are always cocky yeah and it's like it's like the archon or something they, the like archon that, yeah. like they are superhuman so they're always cocky and you hated that you're like what if i care like what if my mom taught me not to be fucking cocky <laughs> yeah. like, what if i what if hard? i was superman yeah. So uh, that's another thing when a character like, oh, barbarians, they're always aggressive and they can't stop by violence. And, they're, and it's like, oh, okay, so I guess I'm playing – I'm just playing what you've designed in your head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't mind some things. Like, honestly, barbarians, like, they have the barbarian rage. It's yeah, like, it yeah, makes but, sense that they're kind of ragey. Yeah, they're ragey, but I I, yeah. I don't like it when they're like uh, – ma- ma- yeah. all magi people are shy. It's another like, another thing that – And yeah, if you choose to play a drow, you have to just play an evil drow. Yeah. 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 Well, and yeah. Another thing that always bothers me about uh, games that I look out for uh, is – uh, is uh, a, a failed promise, a failed to live up to a promise. So, for instance, I always go back to this, and yes, it's an old game, and no one runs it or plays it but me, because I'm an old fogey. Rift. Uh, Rift's actually delivered on complete insanity. Yeah. Um, but things like the Nosferatu. Oh, God damn it. I knew you were going to bring yeah. them up. The Nosferatu, or again, this is going to be a lot of were- uh, uh, the, the were-ravens in, uh, yeah. in World of Darkness, um, uh, things like that. And also, yeah, Tagos. Like, uh, like his entire thing is like who murders go through the book you can find people who murder 
way better. <laughs> um, and it's, so it's like, it's like there's this, a loving uh, amount of narrative around certain things. And it's not just World of Darkness. It's the one I pick out first because uh, it's one I played the most um, growing up. Uh, but there are games where they like, where there's just a loving amount of narrative. And then you look at the actual mechanics and you're like, Oh, herbalism sucks. Yep. Like this has an entire chapter. This should be a footnote. Uh, yeah. So anyways, I could complain about role playing games that I willingly play for a, 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 a podcast all day. Uh, but I think we can all agree that, uh, uh the last question is, uh, why is Angela wrong? And tell us why magic is great. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, that's our last question. Thank you very much, Fairy Stale, for uh, your question. And uh, and ladies and gentlemen, that is it. I feel like we this one was uh, cathartic. I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we've all learned things yeah. about or, ourselves, about each I'll other. Tell you I don't what think I don't like learned. about games is fucking Jesus's face. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> we learned. We just Fuck. we just doubled down on like <laughs> what uh, on who we are as as, as players, yeah. and sometimes that's important. Uh, with with your tentacle dicks. Yep. Uh, so, listeners, we've already got the question out there from the from the top. Um, Which was uh, uh, give us the key phrases in the English to Simlish guidebook. Nice. Yes, nicely done. Or imagine also imagine uh, if the Fandible crew were Sims. Uh, what would be some things that we would say? Yeah. How would Fandible die in the Sims? Oh, <laughs> oh, yes. oh yeah. Or make a drawing of us sitting around the gaming table with microphones, but put little bubbles above us <laughs> of what we would. Okay, it would just be uh, uh, three fifths of it would just be eggplant emojis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That um, one would be uh, a wizard hat with a line slide. <laughs> yes, circle in a line through it. And the yes. last one would just be tentacle dick. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so listeners, thank you very much, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for this geeky topics roundtable discussion. You can find me on Twitter. I am Dave at Distractionista. Hey, I'm Billy, and you can find me on Twitter at the Mindful Fool. This is Angela. I'm on Twitter at Angela Craft. Uh, this is Dan. I'm on Twitter at, at Katsushiro. That's with a K. This is Jesus. I'm on Twitter at Arvandis with an A. Yeah, and uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook as well. Go to Fanable.com for all of our wonderful ramblings. We've got blog posts. And if you look, if you like our voices, specifically my voice. And mine. <laughs> I exist as well. Oh, guys, by the way, I don't think we have time for Kevin Smith. Oh, shit. No. It's... Yeah, it's snowing. Sorry, pretty. Kevin. We'll get back to you, buddy. Do you yeah. think we can make him a memory? If you like us, please consider donating to us on Patreon. And uh, if you if you can't do that's not your bag. We get it. Uh, please give us a uh, rate and review on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. That means a whole lot to us. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, stay cool, everybody. Tentacle dick, tentacle dick, does whatever a tentacle dick does, spins a web, oh my god, now it's a spider tentacle dick.